You are tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown, the official podcast for the Atlanta Realtors. We're here to keep you updated with the latest trends, topics, and keep you in the know of our ever-changing Atlanta market. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode, everyone. I'm Dr. Lee Davenport, and I am honored to be joined by the illustrious Lee Brown. And we were just saying, we're going to call ourselves Lee Squared. We got the two Lees together, which is so exciting to me. Um, Lee Brown, if you don't know, you should know, but if you don't know, she is a rock star realtor, CEO, broker, and speaker extraordinaire who teaches the quintessential class on realtor ethics. I shared with Lee Brown, and I have to say her full name because we're both Lee's, so I just love to say her full name. I've shared with Lee Brown personally, as well as with other colleagues and even random strangers that I don't care what the topic is. If Lee Brown is speaking, it's a class that I am beelining to. She is the realtor's realtor and the speaker's speaker. So thank you, Lee, for joining this discussion on hashtag who we are ethically speaking. Burr, 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 burr. So good to see you. And thank you for having me on your fancy new podcast here to make all of Atlanta look at real estate from a different perspective because that's what Dr. Lee specializes in. So if I'm Lee Brown, you're Dr. Lee, because that's how I refer to you around my world. It's kind of hilarious, but I'm never just Lee. Are you ever just Lee? It's always no. got something else with it. It's hilarious. I think our names are special like that. I love that. I do love that. I do love that. We get the full name treatment. <laughs> well, before we get into today's topic, let's do something a little fun. I did not prep Lee for this. So what this is, this is a rapid fire real estate, just fun questions. I didn't give them in advance so we can get your gut responses. All right. So let me give you an example. So for example, do you prefer McMansions or a tiny house? Tiny house. I do too. What about in town or the suburbs? Suburbs. I like it. What about open floor plan or traditional layout? Traditional all day long. Walls. Give me walls. Taste goods. I can't hang anything up in an open floor plan. <laughs> okay, I get that. You, now that you've said that, I actually love that because I do believe in the whole art gallery. You like you've got to have things up. You do. Yes. What <laughs> what about wraparound porch or deck? Wraparound porch. Nice. I feel like that's a southern girl thing. I love that. I love wraparounds. It's also now, how the airflow goes, you know. You got to have some cross breezes and you get the cross breeze on that side porch. Nice. Especially again in the South, you need it. So smart, smart. Rapper, oh, I already did that one. Mountain View or beachfront? Beachfront, beach, 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 beach. <laughs> home gym or home office? Oh, I guess home office because I run. I get bored in the gym. So I'll go run and have a home office. How about that? I love it. I love it. And you know, so many of these, I always say it really should be both. And like, can we do them both? I'll take it all. <laughs> Please. We, can. We, we totally can. We're creative like that. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for playing along. Hopefully for our audience, that gives them a little more insight into the fabulous Lee Brown. 
So let's jump into our main topic. Let me give some background audience before we allow Lee Brown to just take it away because this is her jam. For context, as quiet as it's kept, salespeople of any industry can get the moniker of sleazy or swindler because that is not just the name of a Netflix show for those of you that have seen the Tinder swindler. For our industry, it's also been, shall we say, a little complicated due to some agent, lender, and even some of our favorite vendors participating in now illegal unfair housing acts like steering, blockbusting, redlining, and frankly, just downright housing exclusion. For instance, just in 2021, the National Fair Housing Alliance reported over 28,000, that's right, thousand unfair housing violations. That is stupid. It is. It's like, how is that even possible today? But we know as a result for the general public, that means there is a trust issue sometimes when it comes to anyone in the real estate profession. To that point, most of us realize that Laws don't mean bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Magically, everything's all well and right just because we have laws. We know that from shows like Dateline, the ID channel, laws don't magically mean violations stop, but they do mean that there's a possibility of maybe restitution if the person is caught and if there's enough evidence, unfortunately, fair housing, ethical housing, there are no exceptions to that. So with all of this, I actually believe that even though laws don't stop unfair housing, I do think ethical agents can, advocates can. So Lee, I'm going to be quiet. You tell us first, before we get into this topic, what does it even mean to be ethical in real estate? All right. So first of all, can we just address the fact that fair housing violations are the dumbest thing ever? It blows my mind that anybody would try not to sell a house. Like Even if you've got hate in your heart, you and Jesus have to figure that out. But why would you not go sell a house? I don't understand it. It doesn't calculate with me at all. And in fact, it doesn't calculate with most realtors. And Dr. Lee and I want you to understand that when we talk about these violations, you got a lot of repeat offenders in that bucket. But also we have 1.6 million realtors in the country, most of whom are amazing, good-hearted, great people that will help anybody who comes across their path. But if we want to get rid of the ones that are making us all look bad, because we all know that one bad experience gets shared on like a TikTok million times and a good experience, somebody says, oh, thank you so much. And you might get a personal note and that's where it ends. So we have to figure out how to make the bad actors go away. And as you said, Dr. Lee, you can't legislate bad behavior out. We all have bad habits. There's implicit bias is real. There's unconscious things that people say because they were trained poorly. There's all of these things that happen. And so what we want to do to make real estate better, we have to train better. We have to train more often. We have to help people see there's a great way to say things that doesn't get you in trouble, even if it's accidentally, if you keep somebody off the path to home ownership, fix it, man, just fix it. And we know this from real estate world, when people screw up 
and they are corrected by somebody who has their best interests at heart. They're not yelling at them and trying to beat them down, but like, look, babe, fix this. Most, 90% of our cases that come to grievance for problems, the agent never comes back. They fix it and move on. And that's a really good thing. And so we have to train stronger. We also have to let the public know there's a better option out there. If you run into somebody that feels bad, go find somebody else. This is the most competitive profession on the planet. There's a million business models. There's Everybody's got a different personality, a different value proposition. You absolutely could find somebody better. So the consumer has to be willing to say, I know you're my brother-in-law's new wife and I'm supposed to use you. However, I don't think we're a match and then move along to somebody better. And if they have violated, we have to self-police. We have to turn in the bad actors. The public has to turn in the bad actors because frankly, we don't have a chance to offer the education and the correction until we know somebody screwed up. And if you're watching this and you never went back and looked at it, November of 2019, the fair housing three-year study that was done at the Long Island Board of Realtors People watch that and say, there's no way that was in 2019. It was. And the thing that hurts my heart the most is that so many of those violations were coming from instructors, from people who were teaching things the way they'd always taught them and never taken the third-party view of, I could do better. Wow, that is amazing. And you, particularly the ending, you just said something super key. And that is, I can do better. Right. I mean, how do we all want to be better? I'm better today than I was last year. And the me of 20 years ago should have done a whole lot better. But then again, she was young and in her 20s and kind of stupid because we're all kind of stupid in our 20s. Let's be honest. If you're young watching this, don't get mad at me. When you're my age, you'll say the same thing. But we're supposed to grow. We're supposed to learn. We're supposed to always try to be a better version of ourselves and that's why I don't like the idea of cancel culture. I do believe in the idea of saying, hey, friend, here's a different way to be. Here's a better way to say that so we can help somebody else get better instead of squashing them into the ground. But I'll be fair. If they don't want to get better, I do want to squash them into the ground, but I want to give them a chance first, right? So it's grace first and squashing second instead of squashing first. Because again, I will say it every time I get a chance. I think most realtors are really heartfelt, good servant leaders, and they really want to do the best thing for the neighbors that they're trying to serve. But we have to go from most to most plus three and then most plus 10 and most plus 20 because we're never going to get to all, but we can always reach a few more. So true. And, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about over really the past few weeks, past few months, to your point, is moving from this place of always bringing the stick versus the carrot. I actually like to call it carrot cake. I don't I don't like carrots. I'm, all, I'm carrot on board. Cake. Carrot cake. Let's go. <laughs> So to your point, it's yes, we do need accountability. And yes, when people have shown that they don't, they're immovable and they do just not care about other people, that's one thing. But to your point, I actually believe too, so many of us may not even realize, oops, so 
me saying X, Y, and Z was a violation of fair housing. So I love that, as you mentioned, education is a big part of it, not canceling people, but letting people know there is an opportunity to do better. We can do better. We know better. We can do better. Did you watch the New York State Senate hearings after the Newsday investigation? I find that most people never watch the hearings because it's it's a lot of hours of watching politicians posture. I get that. But they investigated all of these violators. And if you remember that one young man, he was just heartbroken that he had said something that was violating. I'll come get goosebumps because I felt so bad for him. He's like, I didn't I didn't know. It didn't occur to me. I'm never going to make this mistake again. And I swear, watching that video, I'm like, he is going to be the best realtor ever because he is so focused now on really being amazing. And then the opposite side of that coin were the number of people that sat there and said, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. And you can suck it because I didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, oh my gosh, none of us are perfect. And you're being investigated by the Senate, at least fake it, but they weren't even trying to fake it. But that one young man, he gave me so much hope. I'm like, yes, there's one. He's the plus one of that event, right? Right, right. I I did see that. And to your point, there was also one other uh, uh, woman who she brought me to tears because she talked about how, you know, she had been in the community for so long. And to your point, she didn't realize that these things were wrong. But the fact that it had devastated her reputation, it had, you know, really took her to a place where she became suicidal. For me, that was just such a eye-opening moment of we we as, as the instructors, as a community, even in trying to prevent unfair housing, it shouldn't also make people suicidal. I'm like, we, we're doing something wrong if, if people are getting to the place where they want to end their life. No, and you that's gotta love on them. But that's right. where social media is not right. around all the time because it's so right. easy to get behind a keyboard and say how evil people are. Well, you don't know their heart. And what if it was said and, and it, there was more context? I, I do think Bill did a great job on the Newsday stuff because he showed a lot of context. But right. so many times in life, we're, we land on one sentence and we blow it out of proportion. And actually, our code of ethics is not designed for realtors to attack each other. It says look at it this way. We have to operate in a bigger fashion. And in fact, one of the things I lean on when I talk about the code of ethics is how each of us, when we're handed a real estate license, that comes from our state, from the government, and we've been given the public trust. We've been given the ability to serve every citizen of our state. They trust us, each one of us, with the best interests of every neighbor and every zip code in our state. That's a big deal. And so if you start thinking about it from that public trust perspective, it should color how we behave with every neighbor and every zip code, which that's how I define fair housing. It's every neighbor, every zip code. And so if you take care of every neighbor and every zip code, because the government says, I trust you. It's kind of like your mama when she said, your curfew's at 10 o'clock. I trust you to be home. And you're like, oh, mama, trust me. I have to be home now because you don't want to fail. And if we elevate people, they won't want to fail. But if we treat them like they're low, then why not? That is so beautiful just to have this this framework of the public trust, 
Um, as opposed to, which again, sometimes may be why we deviate or we're not even aware that we're missing the mark on ethics and fair housing is we're so maybe we're caught up in the economical piece of it, right? We, we've got to pay bills. We've got to do all of these other things. And we likely maybe losing focus of public trust and the fact that, like you said, I love that every, say it again for me, every neighborhood. Every neighbor, every zip code. Beautiful. Every neighbor, every zip code. I love all of this. You are just such a treasure troll of knowledge and just, I love it. You know, I love it. I'm my daddy's girl. And the first thing my daddy told me when I got into real estate is he got his license in 1978. He said, if you take care of people, the money will find you. And we have to get back to teaching people that if they just take care of every neighbor, every zip code, the money will find you. And it will. It might take it a month or two months, but it will. And you think about when you're, if you stop calling people prospects, if we stop calling them leads, and we think about every time the phone rings, like all of my buyers are on blue paper so I can find it on my desk and all of my sellers are on yellow paper. These are neighbors. And how am I going to treat my neighbor? Now, what if they live next door to me? Would I treat them better than or worse than? Hopefully I treat them all well because one day they could be next door to me. And we don't, we don't treat each other like that because think about how we go home in our houses. You open the garage door with your app, you go in, you close it with your app, and then all your blinds are shut because you got to have privacy. And you hired somebody to mow the yard and to go do everything outside. So your neighbors don't know who you are, what you look like, how many kids, what, they don't know nothing. And then we fuss that we don't know each other and we don't like each other. Well, maybe we got to come out of our houses and go next door and say, hey, here's me. Here's my family. Nice to see you. Maybe we would fix all of this if we started treating our real estate businesses like that, too, where we don't compartmentalize things before we know. That's how you fix fair housing. We, we treat each other like, you know, unique creations of God, which, oh, all of us are. And if they're different than us, yay, I get to learn something. See, I always think about the, the first day I was at, I went to Florida State. I went there for the music school. And coming from Concord, I didn't know anybody Jewish because if there were Jewish people here, I didn't know them. And so I got to Florida State and a girl down the hall, and she's still a good friend of mine, Hallie Abraham, and I said to Hallie, I'm like, I don't know anything about Jews. We sat in the hall and we talked literally until sun came up and she was telling me things and I was asking questions. And it was one of those moments I'll never forget that night and how much I learned and how it was just so amazing. And if we all had that level of A, curiosity, but B, being willing to have others be curious about us, because it's a two-way street. If she had said, how dare you not know everything about my culture and yell at me? Well, I wouldn't have, well, I wouldn't have a friend I've had for all these decades. And I also wouldn't have had the knowledge that I gained that broadened my horizon from something that I didn't have access to before. So we have to think about it in that way too. It's not fair housing, I think runs into this category of black and white. There's a lot of protected classes, hello, and black is not just a skin color. There's also lots of ethnicities involved. And, and why do we jump to all these assumptions instead of saying, I, I want to know more about you. Where'd you grow up? What was your first job? You know, how'd you fall in love with the person you're sleeping with? You know, we have to get more, more curious. Curiosity solves a lot. 
I just rambled too much, but you know what I'm talking about. You, you live in that no. curious world too, because that's how you became Dr. Lee. Well, and everything you said though, again, you know, chef's kiss, because one of the things that I always talk about, um, I have my coaching designation, which cost thousands of dollars and I joke. <laughs> hmm? You earned it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I always jokingly talk about how one of the main things that they really push in all of these trainings is, as you said, asking curious questions, which I'm glad I've got these designations, but I'm like, did I have to pay thousands of dollars to get what you just gave? You just gave thousands of dollars of information. Well, I don't know, but so, you and I could start a designation and put three letters behind it, charge 400 bucks a year and Shazam will be, will be rich. Exactly. I mean, it's so funny. So I love that. So what you said is one of the things that I call simple, like asking questions, being curious is simple, but never easy. It's not easy. It's such a paradigm shift for most of us because it's just not something I think as a culture we're taught anymore. It's more of you got to come in knowing you got to be the authority. You've got to be, you know, the subject matter expert, but to your point, it's really about leaning in. It's really about that curiosity, um, which would solve so many things. Now you've got a class coming up and I would love for people to be able to join it because this has been great, but this is too short. So now they can get what, three hours? Three hours of this, right? And, <laughs> but it's no conversation. I'm totally in charge for three hours, but it is National Code of Ethics Day and I'm so excited. We started this several years ago because I want there to be a larger conversation around the code of ethics. And in realtor world, we have to complete the training every three years at two and a half hours. Usually you take the class online or you go to your local board and it's trained by somebody who talks like this. And, and I love them. The instructors are great, but they get bored too because they're tired of it. And they just talk about the, the four articles that get violated the most and most agents are bored out of their skull. Well, if you're bored, you're not learning and you're also not absorbing and teaching yourself. Okay. So I could do this. I could do this, the curiosity of your own business. And so I built this class around case studies. And so I pull it straight off of what the realtors have discovered through professional standards committees, the real life scenarios that have happened in realtor world. And we go through all 17 articles with all the case studies. And there's also a lot of things that could be plugged into your your listing presentation and your buyer presentation so that the public will understand that we actually mean the code of ethics. And that's got to have some impact because we're in a highly competitive business. In addition to the 1.6 million realtors, there's an, an ungodly amount of licensees that aren't realtors. They're driving Ubers and Lyft and they're lovely. And they're out there, 3 million of them who don't have to abide by the code of ethics. It doesn't mean they don't because there's a lot of great ethical licensees who aren't part of the association. So don't make that mistake, but they haven't said out loud that they will abide by it and they will live with it in the public trust. We have to tell the public there's a difference. And the only way we teach that is in our one-on-one -on -one conversations. And I find that a lot of realtors didn't know that the code of ethics had sales tools in it.
that it would help them not overprice a listing, that it would help them think carefully about how they communicate with each other, that it would help them think about advertising. And we look at Article 10, which is the one that addresses fair housing. And a lot of agents, like I said, they, they get very hung up on black versus white and they don't think, and it shouldn't ever be a versus, let's be honest there, but there's all these protected classes and it's the way that somebody feels welcomed or not welcomed. And that's what fair housing boils down to. So we talk about all these things and it also tells us why we want to be working together as a community and our associations are a community. So I, I weave that in. We, of course, talk about RPAC because I have to. And we talk about what work we do on political advocacy. And right now, every community around the country is talking about the shortage of housing. My county where I live, there's 4,000 rooftops short. How do we solve that? Well, realtors solve that by being a voice of reason when it comes to zoning and when some neighbor is yelling about they don't want those people in their backyard well the code of ethics tells us how we address those conversations ethically and how we bring that to bear for every neighbor in every zip code in our communities and so that's what the class is it's three hours of i didn't know the code of ethics said that and oh can i have that graphic because yes you can have all the graphics in the class so it's stuff you can take and use and what i love dr lee is that we have people all over the country doing it together because it's live streamed I'm not with you. You'll watch it with your friends. I'll be in California streaming it from an association office, but I watch it and they're using the hashtag and they're firing up the Facebook group where I have a half a dozen other code of ethics instructors that are there to answer. How about this one time? It's like the band camp. This one time at band camp. It's this one time in a transaction. They can get live answers to, is this a violation? Is it not? So they know if they got to go file it. And the activity is, delightful and then suddenly there's a conversation on instagram about realtors and ethics and there's a conversation on facebook about realtors and ethics and on linkedin and suddenly parts of our community that aren't day-to-day -day realtors are like hmm, realtors are talking about ethics hmm. which my whole goal with doing this was to elevate the perception of realtors in our communities and, and we have the tool to do it we were the first trade association to have a code of ethics and if our members would just read it and embrace it, it fixes a lot of what ails us. Oh, and, and I forgot to say, like all the money we raise that day, because it's a big fundraiser too. And all the money goes to the Realtor Relief Foundation. So I don't get paid for that day. This is my gift back to our profession because those of us that have received a lot have an obligation to give more than we've received. And this is frankly, it, it gives me more energy than anything I possibly could do. So all the associations that pay a fee to be a part of the class, that money goes to Realtor Relief. And last year, we raised over $45,000 for Realtor Relief. And those of y'all that don't know, that foundation was started after 9-11. And 100% of the dollars raised go to communities after natural disaster strikes. We have given out $36 million in aid to neighbors all over the country after hurricanes, wildfires, tornadoes, floods, derecho, that wild windstorm that hit Iowa. I didn't know what a derecho was until a couple of years ago. And we help after all these things. And here's the crazy part. We're there 92 days on average before FEMA gets there. So it's realtors, as always, something happens, we put aside all our differences, roll up our sleeves and get to work. And this class is helping all realtors work together to change our message while we work together to help communities in need. So it's like my two favorite things all in one day. Yay.
Yay, I know. And I have not missed one year of your class. To your point, we only need it once a cycle, but I'm there every year. And so many of those in our state's association since the past few classes we've logged on together, you know, we're commenting, we're enjoying it. And we always, all of us, even though you've been doing it every year, it's different every year. It's eye-opening every year. So thank you for your service and even again donating all of these funds to the Realtor Relief Foundation because that is another reason why even if we're tired, even if we've had crazy clients, we're like, no, we're logging on. <laughs> because we need to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you for just again, not only being such a dynamo, but even a leader in service. Thank you. Well, it's what so, we do. And says says the pot to the kettle there, my sister. That's what we do. That's what we do. Hashtag. <laughs> that's who we are. So one more thing. You said some key phrases there. Instagram, Facebook, social media. How do people keep up with you if they aren't already? Because they should. So Instagram is my favorite because it's the least fussy and fighting of all the networks. But that's Lee Thomas Brown there. But you'll recognize my headshot because I use the same one pretty much everywhere. And don't go to me on Twitter if you don't want to talk political things because I get a little bit spicy on Twitter. And frankly, if you want to spice back at me, I love that because I love, I love good spicy conversations. It makes us so much better. I'm of course on Facebook and LinkedIn. And I have an account on TikTok, but I don't know how it works. I ain't going to make a TikTok vote. <laughs> Based on a conversation we had where we said we we're going to start a designation, I'm going to ask people if they want the ABQ. Ask better questions. That's going to be the Dr. Lee and Lee uh, designation to ask better questions. So I think we should start that. You in? I'm in. Lee squared. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. We're on it. And, and Mark ruled it. NAR just cried a little bit. If he sees his podcast, Mark's going to say, "Oh God, they're going to do it." Those two. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's so funny. I love it. I love it. I love your energy. You are the best. So thank you for joining us for this episode of the Realtor Rundown here in Atlanta. Um, but this is for everybody across the nation. So yay. <laughs> with all of that gang here's to your success we will chat next month <laughs>